Today's episode of the podcast is a practice. If you have joined me for one of my end of the year processing practices before, or maybe our big intention setting practice for New Year's that I do every year, then you are going to love today's episode. Today, we have a spring equinox ritual here on the show, where I share a little bit about the spiritual and energetic qualities of this transition that we're in right now, meaning moving from winter to spring. I share some suggestions for rituals that you can do at this time, how to build a spring-themed altar at your house, and then at the end of the episode, we move through really dedicated journaling prompts to help help us process and let go of winter season and really step into the energy of rebirth and all the magic that spring truly brings. So you definitely need your notebook and your pen for this episode. I loved sharing this practice with you and I hope you love it too. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Let's jump in. All right, my friends. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I am sitting here feeling all the feelings. We are going through just a very intense time in our family right now with very low lows and lots of emotion and some beautiful highs and Physically, I'm out of breath sitting here talking to you. <laughs> this pregnancy is, is just got very intense. We just have a lot going on. And it makes sense at this time of year, at this time in our lives, that, that life feels this transitional because we are on the cusp of a huge transition right now. But today's episode actually is not going to be a from the heart, regular kind of sharing storytelling episode. Today, my darlings, we are going to dive into a practice. And I'm really excited about this because I have been planning this episode since around New Year's, even though I never really plan anything for this show. 
But I had this little epiphany when I was recording the two big podcasts that I do at the end of every year that I know you know very well. Um, At the end of December, I do a big processing podcast where we process and move through everything the year has brought us. And then the very last podcast of the year is our big intention setting podcast for New Year's. And I do them every year. I've been doing them for years. I love sharing those practices with you. And for some reason, this time, as I was kind of wrapping up the last one, I had the the epiphany that I should do more of this. (laughs) We should have more practices on the show, more actionable, active practices where we move through rituals and ceremony and sit together to do this inner work that I know we are doing um, all the time. So I decided that I'm going to incorporate more of them. And already then I, I was just thinking, okay, well, what's the first big moment of the year where I naturally do my own inner work and my own ritual and practice, uh, one that I would feel really comfortable sharing with all of you. And that is spring equinox. And we're here. <laughs> we are almost here. Spring equinox. It's March 20th. So it's coming up in a couple of days if you're listening today, if it's Friday today. We are arriving. And I've kind of had it in the back of my head that like eventually I'm going to get to record the spring equinox practice. And I'm really excited to share it because it's going to be the first time that I share exactly this practice with you on the pod. And it's going to come. And it's also kind of signifies that spring actually is coming. (laughs) So when I've been thinking about, okay, well, you know, winter feels so long, especially here in Sweden, it is the longest. (laughs) It's quite literally, I'm not even exaggerating. Obviously, um, I don't live up north in Sweden, but I live up north in the world. (laughs) So I can venture further up north until I can't get any further in my own country. And The winters are longer and darker up there, but here where I am, they're pretty long and dark, man. Like it really, and especially when you get to kind of like end of February, beginning of March, it's just dragging on forever. And I have been longing for spring the way we all long for spring at the end of winter. And knowing that I'm going to have this moment where I sit down to share the spring equinox practice, like that's, that's the beginning of spring. Like it really is. And now here we are. So a little little lay of the land, a little bit of logistics before we dive in. You can choose to listen to this entire episode just as you are, and then you can return to the journaling prompts and the rituals I'm going to share with you later when you have more time to really ground and be in private and sit down in a sacred space. Or you can join me right now if you have that window in your day. Just grab your notebook, grab your pen, and... Um, And we're going to dive in. So today is not that kind of sharing podcast, but a real practice that I want you to actively do with me. And what's the point, right? What's the purpose? So spring equinox signifies the end of winter and the beginning of spring. We are in the middle of a deep, deeply transitional time right now. And in a lot of ways, if we really look at the cycles of nature, this time of year actually is more of a new beginning than New Year's Eve. Although with our calendar system, you know, of course we have 
many, many, many generations of, of the culture of beginning a new year on January 1st. And that's a really important time for all of us. But if we look to the rhythms of nature, the spring equinox actually is the more natural moment to do work around intention setting, because this is the time of year we are actually planting seeds. Nature is busy planting seeds all on her own right now. Everywhere you look, (laughs) there is rebirth and regrowth and new life coming. Spring is springing, right, all around. And as we translate what happens in nature toward our inner work and our spiritual journeys and our healing journeys, of course, this is a beautiful time to plant those seeds within, right? To get really clear on what kind of seeds we want to be planting. What intentions are we setting? Also preparing the soil, all the things that we do in the garden right now, we want to do internally as well. So weeding out and getting rid of anything in our lives that feels cluttered or heavy or in the way, anything that we've been lugging around with, you know, lugging around with that's just too old and getting too heavy, anything that's old and dead. You know, the winter season really is about that regeneration. We can't have spring without the deep, cold darkness and the deep rest and the deep internal work of everything becoming quiet and the death that winter represents. So spring really is the time of year where we are born again and we have the potential to create that energy of rebirth and invite the energy of rebirth in every area of our lives too. So where we actually are right now, the spring equinox, it's right in between. It's halfway between winter solstice and summer solstice. And as you probably know, winter solstice is the darkest, darkest day of the year. And summer solstice is the longest, the lightest day of the year. So on the equinoxes, it means that the earth is in perfect balance or as close to balance as it gets. So when we're on the place of winter solstice, it means the northern hemisphere, where I am, many of you are, was tilted as far away from the sun as possible on that really wide angle or the really sharp angle. And then throughout winter and spring, as we get closer and closer to summer, the earth continues to move back toward the sun. And on summer solstice, our hemisphere is as close to the sun as it possibly can get. And since right now, you know, March 20th, this exact time this week, when we get to the spring equinox, the earth's tilt is perfectly balanced. So right now we are not leaning toward the sun, but we're not leaning away from the sun either. We are in a place of equilibrium. We are in a place of balance. So it really means that we have a beautiful balance between day and night. We have a balance between darkness and light. And energetically, this sense of balance is something that can help us bring order and stability into areas of our lives that have been feeling destabilized, that have been feeling really wobbly. And what it also can mean is that as we approach this time of balance, it's kind of like to find our footing, we sometimes have to wobble, you know, we have to lose our ground to actually be reminded of what it feels like to be rooted and really grounded in the first place. Many of us might have found ourselves in a really destabilizing place as we get closer and closer to spring equinox. I know I have. (laughs) I, uh, last two weeks have been a lot, 
Oh my God, last month has been a lot, especially these past days as we get closer and closer. I feel like almost like I've been thrown into a tornado and just shaken upside down. I don't know what is up or what is down. I'm trying to find my ground. We have so many tumultuous, hard things coming our way in our family right now. And there is nothing I can do about them, which for me has really been the hardest part. There's nothing for me to fix or solve or make better. It just is what it is. It's life and it's death. And the more I've been grounding as I prepare for this for this ceremony with you, to share this practice with you, grounding in my own practices around what this time of year really signifies and what it really means for me, I've been able to make a lot more sense of all of that tumultuous energy because it's to be expected, to be honest. It makes sense. And I know at the end of it, there's going to be that grounding again. Um, there's going to be that that sense of of finding our ground. So just sharing that in case you are feeling like you don't know where you stand right now. If life is feeling particularly thrown all over the place, balance is coming. Okay, it's coming. It's on its way to you right, right now. So this time of year, of course, is a really beautiful time to contemplate balance and to actively make the conscious effort to invite balance back into our lives. So I'm talking, yes, that balance between day and night, that balance in our daily rhythm, that circadian rhythm and how we move through our day, waking up, going to bed. Also the balance of light and dark in terms of our inner shadow and the shadow work that we have left to do in our healing work and our healing journey. Noticing where in our lives we are experiencing flow and where in our lives we're experiencing resistance. So anything that has been really feeling uneasy or imbalanced, we can start to actively invite that grounding back into our lives right now. So some things you can start to already contemplate, which is what spring equinox really is asking us to do, is to see where in your life do you have excess Where in your life is there too much of something? Where do you feel overwhelmed or burdened by something? And this can look something like, are you working a lot more than you are resting? Is the majority of your time taken up by your work and is rest kind of like an afterthought? Or what about your balance between work and play, for example? Do you have excess of one and are you lacking the other? Uh, We can also look at our health here. What are we doing in excess? Are we eating something in excess, drinking something in excess, thinking specific thoughts in excess? And on the flip side of that, where are we experiencing lack? Where is there something missing in our lives? So just beginning to contemplate that? What do we actually need to bring balance back? Now, the other thing that makes this time of year very, very important is astrologically, we are entering a new year now. So March 21st, which is the day after spring equinox, they always align 
is the beginning of Aries season, and Aries is the very first sign of the zodiac. So also astrologically, and so much in astrology, of course, is in alignment with nature. This is the new year, right? This is the beginning of a new cycle. We are starting anew in so many ways. So this really is a time to let go of the old, to let what needs to die fall away, and to get really clear on what we are birthing into this world, the seeds we are planting, the intentions that we are setting. In terms of the elements, you know, the winter season represents water and we are moving into air right now. Air is what spring represents. And then summer, of course, as makes sense, it's fire and autumn is earth. So just I love to also always go to the elements. I have been in a deep water place all throughout winter. I have basically lived in my bathtub and I'm feeling this inner urge to go outside. We are moving from that cocoon of being indoors in wintertime. We want to step out into the fresh air, right? We want to be out there in nature and we want that air energy to be invited into our homes as well to illuminate and bring a fresh sense of energy into any cluttered corners of our lives, anything that's messy or dirty or dusty. We want that clear communication that the air element invites us to really connect with. We also want to socialize. Air is all about being social and curious and communicating with loved ones and getting back out into the world. Um, meeting people. Really, it's being seen and seeing others, being heard and hearing others. I resonate so much with (laughs) feeling like water is where we come from. That's the past season and we are now stepping into air. So energetically, spiritually, the inner work we are doing at this season and the rituals that we want to anchor into now for spring equinox is preparing the soil right? So we are weeding, we are, uh, if you are a gardener, literally, if you plant, literally are planting seeds right now, we want that to reflect the inner work that we're doing. So as an example, you might be really digging into your compost right now. You might be pulling old roots and weeds out of the soil. You might be moving big obstacles out of the way, like heavy roots or rocks, You're also bringing nourishment to the soil right right now. So you're making sure that the soil that you're planting your seeds in is actually nurtured and nourished. And that means looking at what we need to feel whole. We can start throwing intentions out there and setting lots of big fancy goals and planting those metaphorical seeds of everything we want. But if we're not grounded, You know, if we have something in our own inner foundation that's really broken or in need of healing, if we are dealing with some major stuff that's causing a lot of mental clutter right now, if we have a lot of obstacles in the way, then manifesting any of these things, planting these seeds, it's going to be for nothing because we're going to have a really, really hard time making those things come true. So we have to start just how we start in the garden, which is preparing the soil. And then as we plant our seeds this season, we want to be really careful and intuitive around which seeds we are choosing and why. All in all, this time, spring equinox time, is a time to root ourselves into the earth. 
We are reconnecting with that grounding energy of nature, and we are quite literally stepping back into nature to connect with her outside. And also, I wanted to take a moment to just honor the collective ancestral energy of this time. If you really think about it, especially if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, so if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, this is, this is all in reverse, right? But especially if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, if you really, really think about it, you know, back in the day, long ago, winter season was really, really harsh. It was a season of instability, right? Of not knowing if there's going to be enough really harsh weather conditions, challenging food situations. Just looking back, winter time wasn't a time of ease. We might look at winter now as, oh, we go indoors, we light fires and candles and drink tea and it's cozy. For our ancestors who worked the land and lived off the land, winter was a hard time. So spring equinox and the first signs of spring was a cause for huge celebration for so many of our ancestors, which is why there are a lot of old pagan rituals and celebrations that really have followed through from way back when. This is a really important time for us, and I think we can feel that inner celebration, but also the heaviness and the harshness that came with winter, it lingers through generations as well. So you might have this deep, deep inner feeling of having come through something heavy, having come through something really hard, wanting to shake something off, this urge to just be outside and celebrate and be grateful and thankful for sunshine and for new growth and for abundance of food and everything coming back to life. I really do believe in generational patterns. I believe in ancestral healing. I really believe that we carry a lot from our ancestors as well. So depending on where you come from, it might be a really good idea to do a little bit of research on your own lineage, on your own ancestral lines. How did they live? What was it like for them to move through winter and enter spring a hundred years ago, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, 500, you know, what was that actually like? And I find that just meditating on and contemplating this is really grounding. Um, and also just for me brought me a big, big sense of awe and gratitude for the fact that my family made it through all of these harsh, intense, difficult Swedish winters. And here I am. And it makes me, it makes me not want to take this transition for granted. Right. And it really makes me appreciate where I came from as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is what spring is all about. We are entering rebirth. I am so, so, so excited, as I know you are. And even if you live in a place like I do where there's still lots of snow on the ground, 
You might be in a place where it's felt like spring for a really long time. So these are just the traditional cycles of the year. And we're talking about the energetics of spring right now. And spring equinox is the same day all over the all over the earth. It doesn't change if you're in a different place unless you switch hemispheres, right? But so it doesn't change if you're in a different time zone. It is March 20th because of that axis and that tilt of the earth. And energetically, we are all in the same place. We are really leaving winter behind and stepping into spring. So I wanted to share with you some rituals to do around this time that I find really helpful, really beautiful, a really important way to integrate that we are leaving something behind and we are stepping into something new. And some of these things you might be naturally doing at this time of year anyway, because it just comes naturally to you. And some of these things you might want to sit down and really actively take the time to anchor into. But at the very end of this podcast, at the end of this practice, we're going to move through our journaling prompts for this ritual. So what I would love for you to do is create the sacred spaces set up for spring equinox, set up for this new transition, and then sit down in connection to them to really properly move through the journaling practice, okay? Because we're really going to go through some, some deeper things, and I want you to be in a deeply sacred place when you do that. So before we start to journal, I'm going to share with you just a couple of rituals, a couple of things that, and I'm going to be doing all of these. (laughs) You can pick just one and do that in connection to journaling, maybe on these prompts, and then have that be your moment of ushering in spring. But you can also take your time throughout this transition. Do one thing every day or every other day, or just sprinkle a few of these little rituals into your day-to-day life over the next couple of weeks. The first ritual I want to share, you might not think of as a ritual, but it absolutely is and should be. And you might be doing this already. And all you have to do to turn this from just a thing you do to a sacred ritual is bring intentionality into it. I'm talking, of course, about spring cleaning. There is a reason spring cleaning is a thing. Okay, there's a reason. I think I, I, I go back and I think about our ancestors again. Imagine living at a time, you know, imagine living at a time before electricity, before we had central heating systems in our houses, before we could just turn on a tap and have hot water, before we had a stove to easily cook on. You know, how much time was spent indoors, making sure that windows and doors are closed, making sure the cold air doesn't come into the house, the effort of keeping our houses warm back then. And we talk about this a lot because we have a house here on our land. It's bigger than a cabin. It's a real house. It's from the 1700s. And it's right on the peak of the hill. We have a little hill, like a little mini mini hill here on the land. And at the very top of the hill is this house. It has the best view of the lake. It oversees the whole lake, but there are no windows in the front. (laughs) And we talk about this so much because the way we live now is if you have a house and you have a view of a body of water, the first thing you're going to make sure is that you have big windows overlooking the water, maybe a terrace or a balcony or something so that you can spend all of your time just looking out at the water, at the sea or at the lake. And then this house, you know, it's a two-story house and it has a tiny little window, 
at the front and then all the other windows are facing the other direction and there are very few windows in the house at all. And of course, that was because in the 1700s, the priority was not to have a good view of the lake. Right? The priority was to keep the house warm for the winter, to keep the house protected from the elements. And the more windows you put in, the colder the house. The more windows you put in, the more exposure to wind especially that direction facing the lake, because that's where all the wind comes from. The cold air comes from the lake. So the windows are facing the other direction, right? And they're all very small and the ceilings are super low. And just walking around in that house, I feel I feel like I stepped into something from, from hundreds of years ago. It's really, really beautiful. But thinking about that, you know, imagine living through a really long, harsh winter, struggling to get by, you really can imagine the feeling of being able to finally really open up the entire house when it's warm enough and light enough and safe enough and bright enough that you can open the doors and open the windows and wanting, naturally wanting to shake off the dust to finally get the rugs and the blankets and sheets and everything you have inside the house to get that outside, shake it off, sweep through those nooks and crannies and corners, finally having enough light to really do a big, big cleaning. I think, I think really think cleaning in the spring is an ancestral thing. I mean, it absolutely is. It's so representative of what this season means. And Many of us are feeling that urge right now. We want to declutter our homes. We want to get rid of things that don't serve us. We want clean, open, spacious, comforting places all over our house. We want to get rid of things we don't use. We want to clean out our closets. That spring cleaning, that deep cleaning, you can turn into a ritual by taking a moment to ground into your intentions. Just deciding, why am I doing this? What does it actually represent? What is it inside of me that is calling for more spaciousness, that is calling for a sense of purity and cleanliness? Take a moment to just ground into that and then get really serious about spring cleaning your home. You can do the Marie Kondo way, which I love when you choose one area or one section of your home at a time. So you do all of the books or you do all of the paperwork or you do all of the clothes or you can do it one room at a time. I always love starting with the thing that feels most urgent. Normally I have a part of the house or something that feels really cluttered that just I end up thinking about all the time. Right now, strangely, it's our freezer. Our freezer is a mess. I think about it every day. <laughs> All I want to do is spend two hours emptying and defrosting the freezer, organizing everything, labeling everything, and then putting it back in in a really orderly manner. And I just haven't had the time and I'm really excited to spring clean the freezer. <laughs> but choosing something that feels current and urgent to you is a really good place to start. Now, another ritual that I really would love to inspire you to do is to create and build a spring altar. If you already have an altar in your home, and I know many of you do, you can revamp or recreate or just sort of spring clean the altar by taking everything away, cleaning everything. Altars tend to get we don't tend to clean them the way we clean like a kitchen table. You know, we do it much, much more rarely, at least I do, but they need their spring cleaning too, right? So cleaning the areas and the items that you keep on your altar. I love bringing my crystals out into the snow. I have a lot of crystals on my altars 
to cleanse them. You can also lay them out in the full moon. You can give them a little salt bath and then physically cleaning the altar space and any items that you have on the altar for from dust and things like that and washing any altar cloths that you have. And then creating an altar that's designed for spring. And a beautiful way to do that is to look to nature for inspiration. Anytime we build an altar that's dedicated to a specific season or something happening at a certain moment in time, going outside and looking at what naturally occurs in nature where you are. So what colors do you see right now when you step outside? What's the energy? What's the temperature? What are the textures? What are the items that you can easily access and source and find? So you might want to ground with an altar cloth in a color that really represents spring to you. For me, it's probably like an Easter, it's a daffodil thing for sure, but yellows and greens is like a very, like light greens and bright yellows is a very spring, it's very on theme for spring for me, but depends on where you live, right? So choosing a base for your altar, an altar cloth of some kind, if that's a little tablecloth or a scarf or something beautiful that you have around the house. And then incorporate those spring colors that you really resonate with. Add spring flowers to your altar. Add tulips or daffodils or primrose or whatever flowers grow naturally now or that you can find. Um, For us in Sweden, it's still a little bit too much snow. I haven't found a single daffodil yet, but I know when I do, it's going to be... That's it. That's just the best day when you see the first daffodil of the year. I mean, that's just the best day. (laughs) Anything else that you associate with spring? So eggs, of course, we normally associate with Easter, but that comes from the really old pagan and Celtic traditions of eggs representing rebirth, literally representing this time of year and what nature brings at this time. So if you want to paint eggshells, maybe using some natural paints, having one of those little little crafty moments, maybe with your kids or with your friends. It's really cute, really fun. And you can bring them to your altar as well. Anything else, like you can make little birds nests, candles, herbs, anything that represents something you want to grow this season. I'm planning to put apple seeds on my spring altar this year because we're going to be planting a lot of apple trees here on the land And I want to set the actual, very tangible intention of having those apple trees grow really abundant and full. Um, So I'll be be (laughs) placing some seeds on my altar for that reason. And then, of course, setting your intentions for spring. If you want to write those intentions down and then leaving that as a little letter on your altar, pictures of loved ones, I mean, anything that resonates. But try to really incorporate those spring feelings and that spring energy. And some other things that are really great and beautiful to do at this time of year is to start moving our bodies more. And I wish I could say that and that it really resonated with me personally, which it doesn't. I'm really pregnant and I have a hard time moving. (laughs) But this is a really good time to start your movement practice back up if you've lost it. Or if you've been more inclined to do more gentle movement throughout winter season, Maybe stepping that up a notch, you know, going back to working out or moving your body outside if you can, Um, just getting a little bit, just starting to get those wheels turning again. 
wintertime is a natural time to slow down and to rest more and to be more quiet. And spring, we want to start that energy, let that energy start flowing again in the body. Of course, this is also the time, obviously, to actually plant seeds. Planting seeds, it's for me, it's it's bigger than a ritual. Planting the seeds for the season, it's it's just a big deal. But planting the first seeds of the season is definitely, definitely something that feels like a ritual to me. But if you have any plans on having a little kitchen garden or anything you want to grow, of course, you already know now is the time. And doing that just in connection with something that feels sacred to you. It can be as simple as taking a really deep breath with every seed that you plant, or I like to take a moment to bless the soil I'm working with before I open a new bag of soil if I bought soil at the garden store. Planting those seeds intentionally, knowing that the seeds you're planting now, you'll be harvesting fruit from later. And the energy that we put into actually planting those seeds really, really do matter or does matter. So yes, those are my little suggestions for things to do, rituals, something else that I would love to share, you can take it or leave it, is starting to rise with the sun, if you don't already do that, aligning with our natural circadian rhythm a little bit more, which in Sweden is really hard to do in the winter because it's so dark, we have so little sunlight. So if I were to rise with the sun in the wintertime, I would be sleeping until nine every day or 10 every day, which doesn't really work, right? But as we get closer to that place of day and night being in balance, we can actually start rising with the sun easier. And of course, starting to wind down for the day and preparing for bed as things get dark. So aligning our day-to-day rhythms a little bit more with the rhythm of the rise and setting of the sun. So those are some things, just suggestions, just ideas. You might have your own rituals, your own things that you always do every spring season. Of course, make this your own, but I would love it if we could take a moment to dive into some journaling now. So if you have already made an altar, if you have an altar in your house, you might want to sit by this altar as you journal and move through this portion of the practice. If you don't have one, you might want to pause this podcast now, go build your altar, go outside, source your materials, and then return. The point is, take a moment to really ground into the body and into the heart here so that these this practice becomes something that really happens from a deep place rather than from a place of, of hurry or squeezing it in between stuff in your day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so finding a comfortable place to sit wherever you are. It's getting comfortable in your body and you can close your eyes and maybe find a little bit of movement here before you arrive at a place of stillness. So that could mean wiggling your shoulders about and turning your head a little bit side to side. If there's something in your body you want to stretch right now, stretch it out. 
Let's take a cleansing breath all together. So breathing in deeply in through the nose. And open the mouth, let it go. Before we pick up our pen and we begin the journaling portion of this practice, I want to take a moment to really anchor into the body. So I want you to either remember if you've already had this experience this year or envision the feeling of stepping out of your house and into the crisp air on a sunny early spring day. The feeling of the crispness of the air outside hitting your face, that deep breath we automatically take when we get outside. You hear birds chirping in the trees. And everywhere you look, there's little signs of nature coming back to life. There's a sense of possibility in the air, a sense of opportunity, that feeling that actually everything is possible. Anything could happen. And then just take a few deeper breaths as you evoke that feeling of a beautiful spring day. And then bring that feeling inside, bring it within. We are stepping out of our cocoons, stepping into a brand new season, which means we are in a place of transition. And before we fully anchor into the new, we have to process and let go of what was before. Also taking a moment to send some gratitude to the winter season and everything it taught us, everything it brought us. And let's take another cleansing breath, full inhale in through the nose, out through the mouth. You can blink your eyes open. Grabbing your journal and your pen. And I want to have our first touch point here, really to be on closing the chapter of winter. So when you look back at the winter season, however long it felt, however cold it was or wasn't, what did this winter season teach you? That's our first prompt of our spring equinox journaling practice. What did this winter season teach you? This year, winter taught me. You can start a sentence like that, or you can just write down the question, what did this winter season teach me? This year, winter taught me. Hmm. When I contemplate that, winter really did teach me about patience this year. It really did, especially the last weeks of winter taught me about patience. Winter taught me uh, the meaning of true rest. I feel like this winter season is one of the first seasons of my life I have been able to just embrace the energetics of water. Even though I spent over a decade in the Caribbean, I have spent more time submersed and immersed in water this winter season than I have ever in my life. And I'm really grateful 
although it can be hard when it's dark and it's cold and I've been longing for spring for so long. I'm really, really grateful I had that time in the dark. I really am. It was a transformational season for me. How about you? For the sake of time, I'll be moving from one prompt to the other. But of course, you pause this podcast as you're writing and you take as much time as you want for each prompt. Okay. Moving on to our second prompt here. What are you most grateful for about the season that just passed? If you have to pick one thing or something that you are really, truly grateful for came your way or that you learned this winter, what is that thing? So a real, true gratitude. Okay. I feel truly, truly grateful for the play that we got to have this season. The many days spent skiing and making snowmen and playing outside in the snow. I'm really, really grateful for that, especially seeing my very Caribbean husband and daughter find joy and playfulness through the snow. That's been, it's a highlight and something I'll remember always. I'm grateful for the playtime that winter brought. So what are you most grateful for about the season that just passed? Take a few moments, few minutes to write there. And now transitioning into spring, officially entering spring, I want you to contemplate what is awakening inside of you right now? What is awakening inside of you right now? There is something stirring there. I know. I know that. This season requires it. There's something awakening within you. There is a little seed that's starting to sprout, something moving, something stirring, something being created within you. What is awakening inside of you right now? For me, when I place my hand to my heart and I really tune in, what is awakening inside of me? I can sense this big wave of trust sprouting inside of my heart right now. Entering the last weeks of pregnancy, or last months actually, (laughs) I feel every day more grounded in trust, more confident in my own abilities to birth this baby, to be a mother of two, more trust in my body, more trust in my own primal wild nature. I feel the awakening of trust. And it's funny because when I set intentions for our big intention setting practice for New Year's, trust really was my intention of the year. And I didn't feel it then. I set it, I set that intention because I so, so badly wanted it, right? And now it's spring equinox and it's the real beginning, right? The year, (laughs) the rebirth that happens now. And now I'm starting to feel that awakening and sprouting inside of me. So what is awakening inside of you right now? You can pause the pod and spend some time journaling on that. 
Next prompt, what are you longing to invite into your life right now? What are you longing to invite into your life right now? And again, see if you can write from a place of actual, genuine truth. There is something your heart is longing for. There's a deep, deep, deep longing inside of you, something you are craving. It could be something you've felt like you've been lacking in this past season, something you are so longing to make space for. What is it? No wrong answers here, okay? What is it? I am longing. (laughs) I'm longing for warmth. I'm longing for time spent outside. I'm longing to get out of the house. (laughs) I'm really longing for spring, (laughs) even though technically we are here now. I'm longing for the ability to actually squat down onto the earth and put my hands to the ground to plant my seedlings, to, yeah, I'm really, really longing for some sunshine. What are you longing to invite into your life right now? See how deep you can take this, okay? For me, that sunshine, that connection to earth really represents stepping deeper into taking care of this land and growing our foods and also entering the (laughs) the big transition of having a baby, which is what's going to happen right around that time at the beginning of summer. So I'm longing for that sunshine and land. Next prompt, and this is an important one. I mean, they're all important, but this one I think you should really, really get into. Where is there clutter in your life? Where is there clutter in your life? Meaning, where do you need to pull those weeds? right? Where do you need to move some obstacles? Where do you need to clear the soil and prepare the soil? Where do you need to make space? Where is there clutter in your life? So think about that. You can also just start writing, you know, just put pen to paper and write and write from a real authentic place. Just empty your heart and your mind and see what comes but try to not think so much about the answer and just write intuitively. Where is there clutter in your life? And this could be in a relationship. Maybe you have a relationship that just feels really cluttered and unorganized and messy and you don't know where you stand. That's really stressful. Um, Maybe it's in your physical home, right? A lot of us associate clutter with that cluttered room of our house or that drawer or that kitchen counter or whatever it is. But oftentimes I find that it's the inner clutter that creates the outer clutter, right? Maybe you have a really cluttered mind right now and you're experiencing a lot of anxiety and judgmental thoughts and it's hard to get out of your head. And that's a a good place to begin, right? So just where is there clutter in your life? Next prompt If you were to begin spring cleaning one area of your life today, where would you start? So what's the most important, most urgent, most current area of your life to spring clean? What is that area of your life that's calling for your attention that you want to declutter, clear out and clean out? 
And it doesn't have to be. For, for many of us, it is our houses, it is our homes, because they are a reflection of what's happening on the inside. And it's very soothing to declutter and spring clean the outside. But it could also be that you need to really spring clean your routines. Maybe spring cleaning is needed in your calendar. Maybe your calendar is a mess and totally overflowing and cluttered. It could be your health, that there's something that you need to clean out and clear out in terms of how you take care of your physical body and your health and your well-being. Maybe your work life. Maybe it is that kitchen cabinet. (laughs) Maybe it's all of the above. But if you were to start today, which area feels most current, most urgent, most important to do now? Because of course, that's where I want you to begin. Now, moving from clutter and spring cleaning and focusing a little bit more on the energetics of spring, where are you experiencing rebirth in your life? Where are you experiencing rebirth in your life? Meaning, where has there been death? Where have you let go for something new to arrive? Where are you experiencing rebirth in your life? What area of your life or what part of you or what relationship feels new and fresh and innocent? I feel like I could answer this question in many ways, but the most obvious is the actual birth (laughs) of this baby boy currently kicking me nonstop in my womb. I am experiencing rebirth as a mother, as a soon-to-be new mother again, as a soon-to-be first-time mother of two. And through that, I'm experiencing a sense of rebirth, of course, in my whole being. Um, Being pregnant and pregnancy, it's inevitable that an old part of us dies and falls away, that we have to question narratives and ideas and identities and who we think we are to arrive at something that's much closer to the truth of what actually is. So yeah, my, (laughs) the biggest rebirth in my life is the birth of this child for sure. But take some time there contemplating rebirth and how it's manifesting in your life right now. And perhaps you are actually experiencing a letting go in a major way that you haven't chosen. That's also something that's personally unfolding in in my life right now. Sometimes we are forced to let go. We're forced to say goodbye, even though we don't want to, even though we don't feel ready, even though we would have never chosen it. Remembering that in each death, there is that continuation and the cycle of birth as well. So without having to have a clear end of that journey or a very clear answer, just journal on that. Where are you experiencing rebirth in your life? Contemplating where has there been death and where have you let go of something old for something new to arrive? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now going to our next prompt. How do you want to grow and evolve this spring season? If you really think about it, I mean, this spring season, we technically, of course, the spring season goes from spring equinox all the way to summer solstice. And uh, we have these three months right now, more or less three months of anchoring into the energy and the quality and the beauty and everything that spring has to give us. And you have an opportunity to get really clear on the work you want to do this spring season, how you want to grow, especially if you are planting seeds really and growing things in your garden as you help and support plants to grow. How are you growing? How are you evolving? Meaning, where are you focusing your inner work this spring season? How do you want to grow and evolve this spring season? Take some time to, to really journal on that. And if you look at the inner work you're already doing, maybe you are feeling called to enter a certain area here. Maybe there is something that you can just feel intuitively is longing to be whole and to be made whole and longing to heal. Uh, maybe an old wound that you're feeling ready and done with, a past trauma, maybe a relationship that you've been struggling with for a long time, or perhaps something around your inner you and how you take care of yourself, how you show up for yourself and for others in this world. How would you like to grow? Are you focusing on your creativity this spring season? Are you getting out into nature more? Are you rewilding yourself? Are you... What are you healing? What are you really focusing on? Because there is something big here to uncover. And I think being clear on the journey we're on is really important. We're doing this healing work all the time, every season. And I think spring just calls for that extra clarity. So where are you focusing your inner work? And then in our next prompt, we move from the inner world to the outer world what in your life would you like to see grow and expand? What are you actually growing in your life? Where are you focusing your outer work? So the last prompt was around the inner work, the inner journey. Let's talk about our outer work, our outer journey. What in your life would you like to see grow and expand? Where are you focusing your outer work? And for many of us, the answer here might be something around our career or our day-to-day -day work. Perhaps you have a project you really want to get off the ground or something that you want to see grow and expand. I would love to see this podcast grow since this podcast is where I center the majority of my work these days. And um, I also would love, of course, <laughs> to see the work on our land expand and grow my working hours spent outside. I would love to see that expand and grow. 
and see what feels most true for you. Where are you focusing your outer work? What is something that you really want to have grow bigger and more impactful this spring season? Next prompt, and this is our second to last one before our final prompt of this practice. What seeds are you planting now that you want to harvest in the fall? What seeds are you planting now that you want to harvest in the fall? And you can answer this very literally if you're a gardener, (laughs) if you grow your own food. But of course, what I want you to do is answer this from that inner place, from the heart. In your life, what seeds are you planting that you want to harvest in the fall? And I love looking at our daily actions in this way, that how we move through our day-to-day life now is planting seeds for everything we'll reap and harvest in the fall. Meaning, if you are killing yourself right now, working crazy hours, running 200 miles per hour, burning the candle at both ends, probably in the fall, the thing you'll be harvesting is some kind of exhaustion or burnout, right? I mean, it's inevitable. Um, There's an effect to every, every action, right, that we take. If you are spending this season of your life focusing on really slowing down, focusing on moving as slowly as you can throughout your day, chances are the thing that you'll be harvesting in the fall is a calmer, more peaceful life. If the thing, the seeds that you're planting now are centered around your healing and you're spending a lot of time and energy doing healing work and working with your therapist or an expert or a healer, chances are the thing you'll be harvesting in the fall is a feeling of wholeness. So really get serious about the seeds that you are planting in your life. The seeds that I am planting now that I really want to harvest in the fall is a calm, grounded day-to-day life where I can enter my postpartum period and that time with a newborn and a new baby in the family as peacefully as possible. And I know I I set the tone with my routine, with how I move through my day, how I take care of myself, the work I take on, what I say yes to, what I say no to. All of that is seeds I'm planting for how this fall is going to unfold. And I'm doing my best to be very, very mindful about that. So what is true for you? Spend a good amount of time here, okay? Really pause the pod and write as much as you can. What seeds are you planting now that you want to harvest in the fall? And now our final, final prompt of this practice. You probably guessed it. What is your intention for the spring season? (laughs) What is your intention for the spring season? As you have moved through this whole entire podcast, moved through this big journaling practice, as you have maybe done a few of these rituals or built your altar or planted some seeds outside or at the very least spent time outside to get really inspired by nature, 
what is your intention? And I hope you feel a true sense of clarity there. And as usual, when we set intentions, we want that intention to be concise and clear and something you can easily speak out loud. And if you want to, writing it out beautifully in a space that you can actually place on your altar is a really good way to close the loop there so that every time you sit at your altar, you can see your intention for spring. And you can write that down. My intention for spring is... My intention for spring is to shift my attention closer to nature. My intention for spring is to get as close to nature as possible. And really what this means in reality is uh, I want to shift my attention away from technology, away from my phone, away from social media, away from a lot of outer voices and shift my awareness more toward my own inner voice more toward nature, more toward that place of of true connection and silence and peace. And this is something I have planned to do for the end of my pregnancy. And every week that passes, I get closer and closer to that, just shifting away from distraction, truly, and shifting my focus back to nature in preparation for this birth mainly, but also because it's what's drawing me in this big, big way in life overall. So that is mine. (laughs) What is yours? My intention for the spring season is, or my intention for spring is, write that down, get clear about it, and then place that on your altar or anywhere else. You can write it on some post-its, place it anywhere. You will be able to see it again and again throughout the day. Just have that little reminder of what you really want spring to be for you. I want to thank you for being here with me today. I am so curious to to know and find out um, how you feel about this practice. We've never done a practice like this in the middle of the year before. This is the first time. I hope you enjoy me sharing these little rituals and little ceremonies and ways to move through transitions like these and really embrace the seasons and the cycles of nature. It's such a deep, integral, important part of my own daily practice and my own life. And I feel so connected to you being able to share this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the equinox itself. Maybe you end up doing some of these practices on the spring equinox, which of course is the most powerful time to do them. But truly, whenever you have the time in the days around the equinox is perfect. Just make these practices work for you in your day today. Take good care of your body, of your heart, of your mind, every part of yourself. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.